like it's getting to be Halloween. Maybe we could see if Dracula is available. Oh yeah. Well, I'll give him a call. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> I mean, or I could shoot him a message. I mean, sure yeah. he follows us. You know, so I'm, I'm I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you were a vampire, would you follow us? I mean, come on. I wish I were a vampire. You know I what just, I think about sometimes, though. I think about how I should really get into better shape, right? <laughs> and maybe get some work done or something to become as attractive as I can. Because if yeah. I ever do get bit by a vampire, I think you stay that way for the rest of eternity. Right. You become so that vampire. If you don't like the way you look, you probably should not get bitten by a vampire. Yeah. on the show yes speaking of getting work done greetings citizens of earth welcome to accelerative <laughs> thrust podcast i'm dan and i'm eric and today we'll we'll be reviewing not one not two but three very strange and weird records actually these <laughs> these might actually be some of the weirdest records we've ever reviewed eric hmm, yeah there as a, as a set of records this yes. One is weird. Yeah. It, it is. It is a. It is a weird set of records. <laughs> uh, just a reminder: we are on Spotify, Google, Transistor, Content Made Right, Amazon, and YouTube for streaming, as well as Facebook and Instagram. Hit us up if you know any cool local shows coming up, and by local, I mean the Iowa, Illinois area. Also, if you're in a band from here and want us to review your record, hit us up. Also, I wanted to mention this because uh, I just now I've uh, uh, we've been lacking in promoting this, but I just now realized um, the other day uh, that we still have an accelerative thrust playlist on Spotify. We and sure that Eric, Eric has taken it upon himself to update it. Mm hmm. And uh, which thank you, Eric, because uh -huh. I honestly forgot it existed. <laughs> so um, links to all this stuff can be found at linktree slash accelerative thrust. Uh, you can find that link all, all over our Instagram. Um, so let's talk some current events and music news, shall we? Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. So first off, I want to talk about this. This is just something I randomly found. A London YouTuber who um, I believe you said you, do, you don't know her and I don't know her either, Abby Bella, nope. claims to have been abducted by aliens and fallen in love with one of them. And Aww. she's sick of men on Earth. So she wants to normalize interspecies dating. Wow. Uh, yeah. She well, claims that she fell for an alien that swept her right off her uh, feet into its UFO. <laughs> That's literally verbatim what this article says that I'm reading. Uh, so maybe they just used a tractor beam and then yeah. and it felt like she was being swept off her feet. <laughs> That's that's what you thought was happening. Uh, now, there's, a, there's another woman involved in this other story uh, mm -hmm. who's facing felony charges for forgetting to return a Sabrina the Teenage Witch VHS tape from 20 years ago. Wow. Yeah, from yeah. uh from of all places blockbuster. Hmm. She uh well she lives in Texas and uh I think she was trying to change her married name, I guess. And yeah, they found out that she was guilty of <laughs> not returning a VHS tape. Dang. When they decided to close the uh, blockbusters, mm -hmm. I remember I got a letter that said i owed like four dollars yeah. and i was like i don't give a shit you know yeah and then i continued to get more and more letters until they were like we are going to send this to a collection agency they were serious about it like i think i started to get calls i was just like are you guys serious four dollars but they were yeah yeah. Yet everyone's going crazy about like this blockbuster, like nostalgia thing. Like, oh, they were so great. 
No, they were bad. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I mean, I miss I, going to Blockbuster on a Friday night or whatever. Yeah. I miss going to the independent video stores here way more. Way more. Yes. I love the martial arts sections of those yeah. things. Like, and they also just had so many weird things that, mm -hmm. yeah, the independent video stores, like I remember in our town, it was action video. and I loved action. Me too. Video. Where and the thing is. And video warehouse was my jam. Video warehouse, which eventually became video access. Oh, really? Um, Yeah. It, it changed to video access when I was in high school. Nice. You know what's weird though? Action video actually. Mm -hmm shut down not that long ago it actually stayed in business for a long time so did Consider your uh, family video right yeah family video did too yes it's now a dollar general i saw that um it's crazy man uh that 20 years later somebody yeah. could still be getting criminal charges like makes me wonder what stuff is on my record i don't know about <laughs> um, probably the same sabrina tape probably yeah. yep Pretty it good could show. have been the Sabrina taper. It could have been the men in black movie or something. Cause yeah. I remember for some reason, I remember uh, that's the one movie I remember vividly checking out for blockbuster. Mm. For some reason, I do remember I did like the smell of popcorn when oh, I walked. Yeah. So they somehow made that place smell like popcorn. Yeah. I actually have the video warehouse copy of river's edge which is one of my favorite movies mm. so mm -hmm. and the best part is someone stole the cover and i'm assuming i know who it is so if they're listening really well i mean not specifically but whoever stole it mm -hmm. i assume i know them <laughs> um right, so right someone right. at video warehouse made a cover and they like cut out a picture of a river and then they wrote river's edge in like this cool font And so it's like a handmade cover. It's phenomenal. It's one of my most prized possessions. Yeah. Anyway, um, just bragging about my VHSs now. No big deal. <laughs> so okay, mm. now on to some music news. <laughs> okay. Um, Andrew WK has apparently deleted all of his social media accounts this past mm. week. Uh, after just a few weeks after the release of his widely loved and critically acclaimed new album with the best album title ever, we may have to review this one, Eric, mm -hmm. just based on the, uh, title God is party. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's great. I mean, I've, sounds I've heard about good right. things. I've heard very good things too. Andrew WK has abruptly disappeared from the public eye, canceling all upcoming tour dates, which is not unusual, but deleting all of his social media accounts, which is kind of unusual. And of course, He's no stranger to bizarre behavior. There's tons of conspiracy theories we've talked about. Some on this show, you mm -hmm. know, with the whole Steve Mike thing. And, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. There's multiple Andrew WKs. Do you think maybe the Andrew WKs are just like, do you think maybe the uh, they're uh, somehow like uh, um, they're getting ready to blow up, like they're malfunctioning or something? Hmm. And so he just has to like disappear and to, and fix them, you know, like yeah. gives them time I, to work on them, you know? I, I don't, yeah. Maybe they just have to, maybe they have a new model and they have to work all the kinks out. Right. You know, but in reality, well, like why I mean, not just seen, use the hologram technology at that point? I mean, it works. We've That's seen, true. That's true. You know? Yeah. I mean, look at Tupac. He literally stood behind a, you know, like a projection screen and made everybody think he was a hologram. Right. He's actually yeah. faked his own death. Totally. I think Andrew WK might, he, he should do that, you know? Yeah, totally. It worked for Tupac, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And whatever Tupac did, I mean, all of us should try to follow that because it worked Absolutely. out really well. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I don't know what don't he's worry. doing. I don't know what he's, why he's gone dark. Yeah, who knows? There's, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, maybe he's uh, planning on uh, launching a career as someone else, kind of like Chris Gaines, Garth Brooks style. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Right. I, I think it'd be funny if he came back as Steve Mike. Yeah, or Chris Gaines. <laughs> or Chris Gaines. The new Chris Gaines, Andrew WK. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to huh. find that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Oh, a couple of 
couple of quick things too that I just want to add. I'm just going to, these are going to be really, really short. Uh, Limp Biscuit did not release a new song called Dad Vibes this week. Oh. Uh, so I just want to keep you guys updated on Limp Biscuit <laughs> with every episode. I, in fact, I, I almost want to rename this podcast what Limp Biscuit is doing, if you don't mind. Um, sure, you heard it here first. That's you heard thing. it here first. <laughs> this is what Limp Biscuit is doing. Um, secondly, uh, I did see, uh, I only read the headline, but the headline is Lars Ulrich now understands why Jason Newstead left Metallica. Oh, really? Well, he, he now understands it. He just mm. now figured it out. And uh, justice for all wasn't enough. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh my I mean, God. I guess. Yeah, I exactly. Uh, well, when I saw that, I was get like, together oh. and talk to each other and cry on the next documentary. <laughs> so who's, right. that, who's going first with these records? Eric? I don't know. You want to go? Sure. I'll start okay. with my, um, so the record that I picked, I'm going to do kind of a, uh, I'm going to preface this a little bit by saying normally this isn't necessarily something you would find me listening to, but something about it is just so damned interesting to me. Um, first of all, the name of the uh, band is Colt Mountain, uh, and they're not a band, actually. It's, it's a rap group, and they're from the UK, and it consists of Lee Scott, Trellian, and Milcavelli. Um, I couldn't find a lot of information on Colt Mountain. I discovered them because I literally looked up weird rap songs on hmm. YouTube mm -hmm. and this came up wow. and I was just like, when I listened to it, I was like, it's very, very easy to listen to this. And I'll tell you, cause I, you know, I don't know what the majority of uh, our listeners, I don't know what kind of rap they like or what their history is with rap. Mm -hmm. It's very, very easy when you hear like the beginning, for example, of the first beat mm -hmm. to just automatically dismiss it as it's going to be some sort of mumble rap or something, or mm -hmm. it's going to be like, you know, just like, I don't know, really like uh, non-lyrical or something, you know, mm -hmm. like that's mm -hmm. just kind of the impression I got when I heard the beat before I even heard the lyrics, but that's really not what's going on here at all. Like the absurdity of the punchlines of their lyrics are insane. Now they, they, it does get very juvenile sometimes and stupid and, and hilarious. And it's really hard for me to tell sometimes if they're being serious or not which I think is awesome. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of what I like about some of my favorite rappers, like Cool Keith, for instance, you know? Uh, that's He's made a whole career out of doing that, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but they actually have some really clever lyrical skills here. Now, it's very slow and very drony at times, sometimes painful to even you know, get through, uh, but in all the best ways. Mm -hmm. And... It, you know, I would say like if I had to describe this or compare it to anybody, it would be like a cross between like young, lean and slow down, cool Keith beats or something. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, sometimes the lyrics are sort of cringy, but then, you know, it's it's just like it's just like cool Keith. If you actually analyze what they're saying, it. It kind of, it, it's, it's, I think it's easy to kind of go over your head. I think there's a lot of genius here that I think they're kind of playing dumb in a lot of ways. And I could be off the mark about that, but that's kind of the vibe I'm getting here. It's almost like if Ween mm -hmm. did a rap group or something. Hmm. Um, a couple lines that really stuck out and I don't really know who's rapping because, you know, their voices are pretty distinct from each other, but not distinct enough that I've been able to, I've listened to this maybe a total of five or six times, mm -hmm. and I haven't been able to figure out whose voice is whose. And I know that they both kind of do their own thing now. I'm not even sure if Colt Mountain's still a thing. This came out in 2015. 
it's just the lyrics are just yeah insane um and the other thing i really like about them is there's all kinds of hilarious cultural references especially to like old school rappers like p diddy like there's one part in one of the later songs where he does like this da 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 which is like you know a snoop reference obviously uh the last track is i believe it's the last track 90 percent of the lyrics is based on ice cubes it was a good day Mm -hmm. um you know fantastic i i really like it it's it took me a little bit to really i guess get it but i'm actually it's like almost addictive like there's there's like an addictive quality to this it's i can't explain it but it, it just something about it stood out and i don't quite know what it is um that normally i just would not give this type of thing the attention but the skills are there the production is very trippy and very mm-hmm. like off sometimes on purpose um the thing the thing about this style that usually turns me off i think is maybe the lack of lyricism i'm discovering more and more that stuff like this has more to it than i initially thought so they describe their music as valium induced coma music for ignorant celestial cult members Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and that right there if that doesn't sell you on giving this a try i don't know what will if you if yeah. you're a fan of hip-hop and you like your lyrics with a lot of just ridiculous cultural references. But I will say that it is very, very like, like slow tempoed. Oh, and yeah. I, th- I think that's, a, that's, what's great about it actually. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of Colt Mountain, Eric? I should start by saying that I really, really enjoy chopped and screwed rap. Like mm-hmm. if I had my, my druthers, that is the kind of hip hop I'd probably listen to forever. The second one is probably what you would call, I don't know, cloud rap or like, like young lean or whatever. And some of my favorite MCs, I don't know. I really liked Dizzy Rascal. I really liked um, the Sleaford Moz when Dan uh, introduced Mm -hmm. that to me. And so with all that being said, this is, I mean, this is the culmination of those things. It's very I feel like it's very much like screwed and chopped like, and I've been a fan of that for a long time because, and I think I've talked about it uh, on here before, but like OG Ron C uh, his record, Texas motherfucker. Mm -hmm. um, And the one after that scissor up. I I love them. I love them. Uh, Our friend Sean once barfed in my basement because we were listening to, to Texas motherfucker so loud and um messed up <laughs> that wait, he, he wait he oh, full on threw up because it was it. because of the bass that caused him to do that well just the slow tempo all the weird swirling bullshit and the fact that we had, had been drinking the whole okay night, you know? all right well because like the, <laughs> yeah, so. well the irony of that is is chopped and screwed is isn't it heavily associated with the um what is it sipping on some syrup yep Yep. Scissor. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But what I like about it is it, it to someone just putting it on about 20 seconds in, they'll be like, is anything going to happen in this track? And it's not until you like sit there and listen and hear all the little changes and all the little things that you realize like someone worked really hard on this and took it really seriously and, and paid attention and were interested in making interesting music and i feel like that's how cult mountain is the tracks grow and change over time absolutely at the beginning it just sounds like a super slow like trap beat or something and then by the end you're into like these drippy atmospheric kind of like i said like zan rap kind of stuff it just kind of moves over time and the fact that this was 2015 is pretty cool Cause like, absolutely. I know that's not exactly super old. Like, I don't think this is at the forefront of any of this, but it still was pretty forward thinking at that moment, I think. Um, but yeah, tons of weird synth stuff, samples come in. It's pretty dark at times, kind of uh, a weird atmosphere to the whole thing. Um, a lot like cool Keith, like you said, black Elvis, 
I got a lot of those vibes, but I mean, it's very, very slow. Um, I loved it. And the only thing I have to say about it, some of the lyrics are pretty misogynistic. And yes, I only mentioned that sort of as, I don't know, just a way to let the people listening know that even though I'm totally saying I like this and I love the music and I love most of the rapping and the lyrics and everything else, there is this element that might be offensive to you. And I just want that to be known. I I think that sometimes pointing out the misogyny in hip hop, it's sort of like saying, oh, this is punk rock. And it also was really fast and political. Like, well, yeah, we know, you know, it's like part of the deal. But at the same time, you know, I, I do think it's important to, to let people know that, you know, there's some elements of this that, first of all, I don't agree with. And second of all, might be kind of offensive. With that being said, though, I thought it was really cool. I, I really, mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. And I, I probably will dive into the rest of their stuff, too. So To add to your point, also, mm-hmm. I, I just want to say really quickly, Eric, to add to your point, I think it's a good thing to point out uh and not just in rap uh mm-hmm. but in any like we talked about mindless self-indulgence on here right. and how problematic that record was mm-hmm. as well um but like i think i think it's important to point that out because a lot has changed mm-hmm. in especially rap music right rap music is probably the most swiftly changing form of music if you think about it yep. and a lot has changed since 2015 in 2015 I feel like maybe a little bit earlier actually, but Mm -hmm. I feel like um, it was still at least at the beginning of the 2010s, it was still kind of, I don't even want to say acceptable, but I guess I can't think of a better way to describe Mm -hmm. it. It was acceptable in rap to be misogynistic and be, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, say those types of things. And then there were some artists that I feel kind of were forward thinking in that degree, that kind of push evolved rap kind of past Mm -hmm. that a little bit. And so I, I think it's important to, you know, when you're, especially if it's an older Mm -hmm. record, it's important to think about the context of time, but nonetheless, this was a fantastic EP. I I really, really only there's only five songs on it, Mm -hmm. but it feels like you listen to a full length album when you're I think so. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's very, it's like 30 minutes, basically like a half hour long and it's five songs. But again, like I said, if you listen to chopped and screwed stuff, I mean, that's a short song. So yeah. Yeah. I, I I like what I've heard of the chopped and screwed stuff also. Mm -hmm. And like the Memphis rap Mm -hmm. stuff that I've heard. And I like a lot of that stuff too. I, uh, I just haven't, really delved into it and i may have yeah. to one of these things. i'm no expert i know just a few artists but i really do like it as a a form of sure uh, hip-hop a lot so yeah know. yeah so great cool all right yeah so uh my pick for the week is a group called snapped ankles i don't exactly know where mm-hmm. i found this i just came across it and probably has something to do with me recently breaking my ankle i don't know like i was just like oh that sounds interesting snap yeah oh snap see what i did there (laughs) i see it the record is called forest of your problems came out this year i don't know exactly when but yeah this is quite the um combination of things also i have to point out that two of the artists that we picked today are anonymous so Mm. that's interesting and last week one Mm -hmm. of the artists we had was anonymous Mm -hmm. so i i swear that's not on purpose wait what was the what was the artist last week that was anonymous oh wait duh it was uh my pick the armed yeah the armed the armed yeah (laughs) yeah they were anonymous okay yeah gotcha oh wow yeah i I know right so a lot of anonymity coming out of the at podcast here gotcha um and I will say, um, just to get it out of the way, that if you look up Snapped Ankles, they all are anonymous and they all wear like antlers and like some kind of um, ritualistic sort of headdresses and things. I don't know. But 
it probably makes for a super fun show regardless. Right. Um, so they are anonymous dear people, but this is a really cool mixture of things. It's very rhythmic, very much like uh, Drums Not Dead by The Liars or Liquid Liquid or Public Image Limited, like Flowers of Romance era, Section 25. So as you can see, I'm naming off a lot of no wave stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's a big part of it. But there's a huge new wave element here too. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of joy division. The Devo influence is almost not even an influence as much as a direct part of the music. And yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. It's smart. It's funny. It's goofy. It's super strange. Yeah, I had a ton of fun listening to it. But there is a, a level of like, I don't even know what this movement was called, but uh, like Franz Fernadad or like Hot Hot Heat. There's sort of a death disco kind of feel to the mm -hmm. whole thing too. But yeah, I think honestly, if you're a fan of uh, rhythmic, no wave stuff, especially like Liquid Liquid or indie rock kind of stuff, like I said, like Hot Hot Heat or Liars, I think you're going to love it. I can't really say it enough. This is super fun, super cool, pretty upbeat, weird and dark. But yeah, I ended up loving it. I think it's one of the best things I've heard this year, probably. I'm not going to say it's my favorite record of 2021 or anything like that, but it's definitely going to be up there. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. So what do you think, Dan? Yeah, this is uh, fantastic. Everything that you said, um, I mean, I actually literally put down liars Mm -hmm. as kind of like something that I would sort of compare them to. Um, very rhythmic, like you said. Influences from all over the place. There's definitely, I hear some kraut rock going on, new wave, maybe just a little bit of dub. But yeah, like heavy synth elements, uh, definitely the new wave thing for sure. Very tribal mm -hmm. and experimental at some times, especially like the drums of the percussion. Mm -hmm. Uh, there, there's also definitely like kind of this weird catchiness like that. It's just yeah. really in parts that I don't know, man. I just got a lot of joy listening to mm -hmm. a lot of it. Like while it also kind of recognizing that it was this dark thing. And I think like mm -hmm. for me, the one group, other group that did that very well, that I also think if you're a fan of you would also be a fan of this band is talking heads for sure Absolutely. um i would definitely say that all the bands you listed the joy division definitely devo and all that stuff i also hear echoes of like gang of four kind of going mm -hmm. on Minutemen, yeah uh a little bit can a little bit um mm -hmm. there's even some stuff like there was one track in particular i want to say it was the last track mm -hmm. kind of ha had like a echoes of like some stuff that bowie would do like mm -hmm. early on you know um yeah it, it, it's just a really really f i had no idea that they were like an anonymous group either and that they performed <laughs> in these like crazy costumes that right because what happened was is i uh i went to their wikipedia mm -hmm. and uh i had already listened to it probably three or four times and then mm -hmm. i thought you know i'm gonna go and check it out and then i went and I saw a live performance on mm -hmm. KEXEP and I was just like, what in the world? This is <laughs> crazy. It's so like ridiculous, but yeah. also at the same time, like, like you said, I think it, it looks like it would be a blast to watch. I think so too. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. yeah it, it's great. Also beak, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I heard quite a bit of that going on for like, sure. Cause there's a lot of like, I don't know. I don't want to say improv like elements, but maybe it was improv elements, but you know how like bands like beak. And this is also like the kraut rock thing. I think kind of going out. There's a lot of parts where like, there'll be like a baseline that is like the centerpiece for mm -hmm. like a, a song that is repetitive, but then there's all these other things kind of going on around mm -hmm. it. There's, there were parts like that a lot on this. Yeah. Like where mm -hmm. it would, it was, it was kind of just like this, this is going to sound so dumb, but like groovy jam for a little bit, for you sure. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, um, and I like that aspect of it. Uh, Public mm -hmm. image limited 
did that very well on that uh, Flowers of Romance. Was it Flowers of Romance? Right. That we... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Public Image Limited did that very well on, mm-hmm. on that record as well. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, this is really, really great. If you're a fan of all these all these groups, um, you should check it out, man. It's yeah. really, really good. Yeah. Fans of No Wave, fans of New Wave, mm-hmm. fans of uh, Strange Indie Rock fans yep. of kraut rock it's all there it's all, it's all mixed there. up into one big thing and it's really fun so absolutely absolutely yeah. so speaking of anonymous groups the name of this is dead in sign uh in the name of the nine track album uh is question what else is there to do <laughs> and i received an email on my personal email submitting this for review and these were dead in signs pretty close to exact words is that um we would like to submit this please check out the youtube channel there's a youtube channel with some videos also said that no further information is required (laughs) and so therefore i have no idea who this is where they're from i for all i know they may not even really be a a real Iowa group. I mean, you know, who knows, but when you go to Bandcamp, it does say in the tag, Iowa. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea who this is, but it is perhaps one of the strangest yet glorious things I've ever heard uh, coming from Iowa. I have no idea if it's one person or a group. I kind of get the feeling. I get the idea. I get the vibes that it's just one person. Mm -hmm. but I don't know for sure. It does seem that whoever they are really want to remain anonymous. Another thing that was in the email is they asked that no physical copies ever be made. Mm. So they specifically requested that anyway. So there's nine tracks on this thing. It's very, very short right away. The first track called sleep paralysis demon in parentheses, not enough Benadryl. It gives me residence vibes like right off the bat. I mean, especially with the whole um, anonymous thing, but it actually sounds kind of like the residents a little bit, but there's also sort of this like weird, I don't know, vapor wavy sort of modern electronic touch, I guess. I I don't know. I had a kind of a hard time really describing. All I know is it's very electronic and there's a lot of vocal effects used between like, I don't know, like auto tune and some high pitched vocal effects. Maybe Eric, you probably know more about maybe what's going on in that area than I do. But in any case, it's very weird and nuts at times, but also like very, and that's only because of the sound. I also kind of get like this, I don't want to say innocent, that kind of sounds, but almost like this um, vulnerable sort of like vibe Mm -hmm. from it too, in a weird sort of way. Like the lyrics at times sound like they could actually fit into like a pop punk song or something funny, like sort of like, oh, I just want to be left alone with my video game sort of vibe. And literally there's a song Mm -hmm. called, uh, we got the kids a PS4. I love Minecraft, which is literally, I mean, that's like, very i mean that right there it sounds like a pop punk song title Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but it seems like whoever this is is having like some sort of like i don't know midlife crisis as like a robotic character or something because there seems to be lyrics about maybe their personal life or whatever there's lyrics about um co-workers being jerks being stuck at jobs that you don't like with no raise and uh you know just wanting to play video games that song that you mentioned, Eric, mm-hmm. we got, uh, we got our kids, uh, PS4. I love Minecraft. It's kind of a sad song when you actually think about it. It <laughs> sort of is like, it sounds like he's just getting hounded at home all the time. And he just wants to, you know, find some time to be at peace, just to play his video game and <laughs> things like that. But anyway, uh, there's some, as absurd as that sounds and as absurd as this does sound, it's definitely like, um, you know, got that sort of feel to it. But, you know, it's 
it's got a lot of crazy like sort of hip-hop influences kind of going mm-hmm. on and i don't know i i kind of i struggle to kind of you know think of comparisons i don't really listen to a lot of music like this but i like it it's very um it it kind of has like an outsider element to it definitely so in that regards i would almost say that it reminds me of like a techno version of like i don't know daniel johnston or baron zen or something Mm -hmm. like that um but yeah he also uses a lot of like robotic vocal effects too so it almost sounds like a robot going through like a midlife crisis (laughs) it's such a an interesting interesting like pick and i'm really glad whoever this is i'm really glad that they sent it to me what did you think eric i liked it a lot and it's weird uh i always like it when something starts and i and i have no idea what i'm hearing and with this it like that the first song sleep paralysis demon is three minutes and 16 seconds I would say that I didn't know what the hell I was hearing until probably about two minutes, 30, like, right. It starts out. It's super strange and kind of gloomy, doomy. And you're like, Oh, is this going to be like, I don't know, like atmospheric metal or something. And then this little voice comes in and it's just like, are you ready? And you're like, what the fuck? You know, yeah, like, yeah, it's actually, really cool and off putting and yeah. kind of scary at first. And then the singing sort of continues, and then a beat comes in, and it's just like really trappy, but it's also like really simple in its own way, but perfectly executed. So if I say it's simple, I'm talking about the feel of something, not that it right. actually is simple. And yeah, and so you're left with the first song and you're just kind of like, what on earth is this? And then it goes into a song called Kill Your Grandma, which is about killing your grandma. I mm-hmm. Actually, I don't think it's about killing your grandma. I think the artist, uh, Dead Enzyme, is telling you to kill your grandma, which is yeah, a lot of fun. Pretty <laughs> irreverent, you know? And I like that. I like that a lot. And But it does instantly make me think of like Ween. Uh, right. This overall kind of sounds like a modern vaporwave take on what Ween does. Sure. And so what I'm saying is it's silly, but at the same time, it's dark and it's weird and it does have that outsider element to it. It's not fun. It's not, they might be giants. It's Ween. And those things are different, you know? Um and but musically it's very serious and very well thought out Mm -hmm. amazingly programmed uh and tight and i like to pick apart music i like to figure out what's going on it's like kind of my favorite thing and with this one i couldn't really pick it apart because it's recorded so well the recording quality of this is so perfect that it leads me to think that this is all done like in the box that these are all plugins and things like that. But then we have a bunch of horn parts that come in saxophones, trumpets, and they're done. If they're played on a keyboard or even programmed, they're done amazingly well. Like one of the tracks, I think it might be weekend at mom's house. I could have sworn the trumpet part was a cake sample. So, oh yeah, but like the pro, the, like I was saying before, though, none of this is particularly identifiable as a sample because everything's recorded to the same quality. You don't have any pops and clicks from a record. You don't have any sound loss from it being from a movie or something like that. It all comes off as really clear. This is the opposite of lo-fi. This is crisp as it gets. You know, yeah. And it works well for this because it almost adds to that um, outsider element. It's like, we've all heard outsider music that was made on a tape deck and just like banged out. Like if you listen right. to Charlie Manson's music or something like, right. but this is different. This is really well made. Um, yeah. It sounds like either in the box or maybe like a, a, 
a groove box or something like that. And I don't want to get into trying to guess who this is or anything like that. I would say, yeah, the programming is great, whether it be on the computer or on a piece of outboard hardware, like a groove box or something. Absolutely. Um, The vocals are, they're cool. They are um, pitch corrected to the point of being, like a vocoder essentially. Right. And the reason I don't think it's a vocoder is because I don't hear that fluidity of playing it on the keyboard. Right. I hear it jump. So that makes me feel like it probably is just pitch corrected, but most of it comes off. Like, like I said, early ween, it has this really high pitched, like almost little kid vocal to it, but it drops it moves. It, it it does a lot of things there's harmonies built in and some of the harmonies are just like hilarious the things that they're they're talking about like Mm -hmm. the song homie sexual gotta love your homies yeah like regardless of how irreverent and possibly offensive i might find it which i didn't even take the time to figure out if i was offended by it because i don't really care that's like what being irreverent is all about you know right but the construction of it and the vocals and the harmonies and things. It's a really cool song. It might be like the prettiest song on the, the record, but all in all, I, I thought it was really fun and really cool. I think that the anonymity element of the whole thing just, you know, adds to it. And that's absolutely. I hope that we never find out who it is. And that's how I always do you have these things. Just out of curiosity, like, do you have any, ideas of who it might be yeah okay me too me too i i actually have some i have some ideas of who this might be um yeah but yeah we won't discuss (laughs) we won't discuss we can discuss it among ourselves but we can um, discuss it among ourselves yes yeah i i i'm glad that they reached out because this is cool and um i wish this could be a live thing but i don't really see that happening i don't know though it was a lot of fun i would like to hear more of this and i would like to hear i would like to hear the irreverence give way to a little bit more exploration of the sound and the songs themselves yeah Um, because i don't i don't think this is a joke like i think i don't think so either lyrically it it is 100 percent, but musically i don't think they were joking around this is well-crafted and well-made stuff. So, I, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it definitely is 100% serious musically for sure. Yeah, but it was great. And so had a lot of fun listening to it. So absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so that brings nice. us to the local news report, Eric. Yeah, the the calendar. Okay, so here's here's your options for tonight, October 14th. Riley, Fuji, Stepping Stones, in as much they're all playing at skylark in rock island i think that might be a rcc show i'm not sure the river city collective but yeah i don't know any of those groups but it sounds cool also on the 14th non grata with non point so kind of a non show Mm. um Mm -hmm. that is in iowa city i don't know the venue Cause all I got was a, like a, a poster for the tour, you know? Yeah. So I guess I think, it might, I think it might be games, but I'm not, okay. Not, I'm not a hundred percent on that. I actually know the singer of non grata Joe oh, okay. all is right. his name. And, uh, uh, Joe, if you're, if you listen to this, uh, have a good show. Yeah. Oh, wow. Is this right? It looks what? like it's at Wildwood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. That's probably it. Yeah. All right. So Wildwood's been having some big old good show there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the old Wildwood. Um, and it looks like along with non grata, there's also sale and dark agenda. Mm, that's cool. Okay. Cool. Um, cool. So Wildwood on the 14th. On the 15th, Friday, October 15th, we have Good Morning Midnight from Iowa city and salt Fox. They're going to be playing at the octopus in Cedar falls. And Mm. the octopus is awesome. If you haven't been there, it's run by Dave from house of large sizes. It's a nice place. So if you haven't been there, go see good morning midnight. Cause you're sure to see a good show. 
Uh, also that night, we have Warship, Death to Zero, and Part-Time Vegan. That's in Iowa City at Gabe's Oasis. Also on the 15th of October, uh, a metal show, Hemlock, All Things Lost, Callus, and Elysian. Uh, that's at Lefty's Live Music in Des Moines. So that brings us to Saturday the 16th. Victims, Doppelganger, Common Choir, and Pit Lord. Mm. And that's at Skylark in Rock Island on the 16th. On the 16th also, we have Paul Carey, uh, Good Morning Midnight again, and Jordan Seligren. And that's going to be at the Trumpet Blossom in Iowa mm. City. Should be a pretty good show. Yeah. Not as many shows this week as there were last week. Um, the last one I have to talk about is on the 19th, but I think it's going to be killer. And I'm going to be there. I don't care what happens. I'm going to be there. October 19th is Twin Tombs, uh, Closet Witch, whom I am I think we've talked about on the show before. Um, Father Christmas, who is my friend Dakota and then who it's awesome. It's like, um, guitar drone noise. Mm -hmm. It's really good. Also playing that night is psyop who we reviewed on here mm -hmm. before. That's going to be at the trumpet blossom in Iowa city. So I think that's going to be a killer show. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's all I have on your calendar for this week. So all right. but it's a lot and it's a lot of really yeah. good stuff. So yeah, from the sounds you know, of it, some really good shows. There's been a lot of good shows happening in Iowa lately. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, hopefully one of these days I'm going to be able to get out of my cave that I live in. Um, you should I, on, on Tuesday. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to try, man. Man, I, I've been saying that with every show and <laughs> hopefully this one will be different. I, oh man, that does sound like an awesome show. As a matter of fact, I actually ran into Molly from Closet Witch the other day mm -hmm. and she mentioned it. Nice. So hopefully I'll be there. Eric's definitely going to be there. I hope so, man. I hope I'll <laughs> be able to make it. That's that's the only thing that I've got as far as shows go right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I love going to shows, but I can never make guarantees until like the day of. Right. Well, I think that'd be a good re-entry show for you. I think it would be too. Yeah. Nice. Uh, did you end up going to that Dryad show? No, I was out you of didn't. town. Okay. So. That's right. You were out of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Be better than us, people. Go to these shows. Yeah, go to these shows. Go to these <laughs> shows. Like seriously, it's yeah. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> I should probably just be. I probably shouldn't live in society with people. No, you should do the opposite. Go out to shows. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. That's, well, yeah. I mean, as punishment for not going to the shows. No, just just change your life, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> just right. forget all the old stuff. It's that easy. <laughs> it I'll, is. I'll have to do it. Okay. <laughs> you know that Guns N' Roses song, It's So Easy? Yeah, I do. I love that one. That'll, I'll be um, blasting that on the way. I love that song. Me too. I love oh. Appetite. <laughs> Appetite for Destruction, the whole album, is yeah a classic. I'm trying to think if there are any that I skip. Did you? Really? I don't know. No, from front to back, that is a just a killer album. Like, But did you know they just put out a new song? No. Is it pretty with, good? With the original lineup. Whoa. Slash is back. Uh, they had to get yeah. rid of the old bucket head. As we all do sometimes. As we all do, we got to kick the bucket. I think it'd be <laughs> gotta funny. Kick the bucket head. Got to kick the bucket head. <laughs> I think it would be hilarious if we found out Buckethead was just Slash all along. Well, they have the same hair. They do have the same hair. Uh, Buckethead is about uh, three feet taller than Slash, though. Okay. Well, he is maybe... about nine foot tall. I swear. Maybe maybe he uses high heels. I don't oh, know. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Or some sort of shoe. like. Or maybe Slash puts his shoes on his knees. <laughs> you know, like that Dorf guy. Do you remember Dorf? <laughs> no, I don't remember. Who's Dorf? Oh, my God. 
to explain this would make me the oldest person on earth. I feel like it's something I should know though. Like, I feel like it being, because it sounds relevant. <laughs> like, it, you know, like, it sounds like something I could use to like <sighs> against somebody who disagrees with me in an argument about popular culture or something. Oh yeah. Like, you don't even know about Dorf. You don't know Dorf. <laughs> you don't know Dorf. You don't know shit. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I say to everyone. Like, but no, that, that really sounds like something that like you should know if like yeah. just the name. What, so, so what is Dorf? <laughs> All right. Do you remember a show called the Carol Burnett show? Yeah. Very old show. Yeah. My, one my dad the, was actually just talking about the oh, Carol okay. Burnett show. So one yeah. of the guys on there, his name is uh, Tim Conway. Uh-huh. And he put out these series of videos in the 80s that were like Dorf does golf or Dorf does fishing. They were like sports <laughs> videos, okay? Yeah. And the whole thing was he would <laughs> just stand on his knees but then put his shoes on his under his knees. So it looked <laughs> like or maybe he had his legs down inside of the ground or something but basically his legs were half the length that they should be and hilarity ensues you know <laughs> okay so. um folks that about does it mm -hmm. so um i uh would like to thank you all for listening and uh i really appreciate the um emails and comments that we've been mm -hmm. having and the suggestions yeah. we actually our next episode is solely going to be suggestion reviews nice. like we're not actually picking uh personal picks next episode at all so you get to be spared from our terrible taste <laughs> from our terrible taste exactly so yeah. nice. and i will also say next week we're going to be reviewing a very special project mm. and you'll know what i mean when we air next week a very special episode i was ah! thinking of those very special episodes where somebody takes too much ritalin or some shit oh okay like a, <laughs> like a very what? special episode of different strokes you know oh okay yeah different yeah. strokes they did all kind and uh, he had a bunch of different strokes too because of the ritalin, so. <laughs> jesus christ okay <laughs> Right. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Y'all have a good week. Bye. <laughs>